Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Our scripture, our opening scripture is, um, remember, because I'm the purchase of the Lord, I have overcome them. I have overcome them. I have overcome them. I have overcome them. Because I'm a covenant child of God, I have overcome them. Why? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And you know, it's not my strength that will bring this to pass. My will is required. But I thank God because it is God that worketh in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So I have nothing to fear in the name of Jesus. I say we have nothing to fear in the name of Jesus. I mean nothing to fear in the name of Jesus. Uh, my main scripture today is from the book of First Samuel chapter 30. You know our scripture is when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion were like them what? That dream. So today your dreams will be reality. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. First Samuel in chapter 30. God help me. First Samuel 30. Uh, for better understanding I think I'll read quite a chunk of it. Um, yes. Um, okay. From verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked. Ziklag had bond, I mean, and bonded with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, okay? but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was, born with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more strength or no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinom the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, uh, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the souls of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And the Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this, this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. <clears throat> so David, he and the 600 men who were with him, uh, so David went, he and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Besor, where those 
stayed, who were left behind. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 stayed behind, uh, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Besor. Then they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David, and they gave him bread, and he ate. And they let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake, of a cake of figs, and two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. For he had eaten no bread nor drink water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, to whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I'm a young man from Egypt, servant or slave of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind uh, because three days ago I fell sick. We made an invasion of the southern area of the Cherethites in the territory which belongs to Judah and of the southern area of Caleb. And we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. Oh, I like that. And I will take you down to this troop. And when he had brought him down, they, I mean, there they were spread out over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped. Except 400 men, or 400 young men, who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing, I take it again, and nothing of theirs was lacking. Either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and the heads they had driven before, those other livestock, and said, this is David's spoil. David was tough. Now David came to the 200 men who had been so weary that they could not follow David, whom they also made to stay at the brook uh, Bissau. So they went out to meet David and to meet the people who were with him, him. And when David came near the people, he greeted them. Then all the wicked, can you imagine, and worthless men, of those who went with them. Can you imagine that someone went with David to get the victory? I refer to as wicked and worthless. Then all those wicked and worthless men, of those who went with David, that's some of them, answered and said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except for every man's wife and children, that they may lead them away and depart. Wow. But David said, my brethren, you shall not do so. With what the Lord has given us. You see, they now began to assume that it was their strength. But David knew better. He said, come on. We could have gone and got nothing. And recovered nothing. 
The Lord. So we would now judge and say we're not giving them when the Lord gave us. Okay. Who has preserved us? He didn't just give us, he preserved us and delivered into our hands the truth that came against us. For who will heed you in this matter? Come on. But as his part is who goes down to the battle, so shall his part be who stays by the supplies. They shall share alike. So it was from that day forward, he made it a statute, that is a policy, and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Now when David came to Ziklag, he sent some of the spoil to the elders of Judah, to his friends saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord, to those who were in Bethel, those who were in Ramoth, to the south, those who were in Jatir, and those who were in Ariel, those who were in Shipmount, those who were in Esmount, and those who were in Reka, those who were in <laughs> those who were Tessie, those who were in Homer, those who were in Korashan, those who were in those who were in Hebron, and to all the places where David himself and his men were accustomed to rove. Full stop. Now, let me quickly fill you in. Uh, back up with me quickly. This is chapter 30. I want you to see some things before. Praise the Lord. Mm. Okay. Hallelujah. Chapter 27. I'll just read a few verses. And David said in his heart, Now I shall perish someday by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape to the land of the Philistines. And Saul will despair of me to seek me anymore in any part of Israel. So I shall escape out of his hand. Then David arose and went over with 600 men who were with him to Achish, the son of Maok, king of God. And David dwelt in Achish at God, he and his men, each man with his, you know, uh, praise the Lord. So we see here that David defected. David, the warrior of Israel, defected. David saw trouble. David at this point was doing two things. He had a pursuit in life, but it was a pursuit of survivor, primarily. Primarily now, it was just survivor. But I want you to understand that David was the ordained, was now the ordained king of Israel. And yet, his pursuit at this time was survivor. But God had ordained him to be king. But David would die if he, if he was not running. So he got to a place where he was tired of running. There was nowhere he would run to that he was not caught up with. So he thought in his mind, he said, no, 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 I'm not going to stay here and die. Then he defected, and he found favor with Achish, the king of the Philistines. So he started living in Philistine. Glory be to God in the highest. Whether it's the anointing to survive, or the anointing to progress, they all belong to God. They belong to him. In verse 6, so Archish gave him Ziklag that day. Therefore, Ziklag has belonged to the king of Judah to this day. Though he was in the territory of the Philistines. Leave that. Chapter 28. Now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for war. Hmm. To fight with Israel. And Archish said to David, now you know he was in the territory of, I was a friend of Archish. He had granted him asylum. And Archie said to David, 
you assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle, you and your men. So David said to Ashi, surely you know what your, what your servant can do. And Ashi said to David, therefore, I will make you one of my chief guards or guardians forever. Hello? I said, that's the much you heard from there. But the next slide says, Samuel died out of the scene. Okay? And now, that was war. The rest of the story was how David, that's chapter 28, was how David singled out with his men from the troops going to war. The warlords of the Philistines says, King, I don't know what has befallen of you. We can't go to war with David on this side. No. David killed Goliath. David is the warrior of Israel. He may be your friend today, he may be our friend, but no, we can't go to war with David behind us. No. They insisted. And the king listened. I said, David, I'm sorry, you have to go back. David said, you know what? He said, I know, but please, you have to go back. So there was the pain of rejection. So David left with his men. And he was thinking, so I'm not as accepted as I thought after all. Come on. Uh, anybody ever been there? Where all of a sudden you thought, hmm. Man. Tonight, something will spin around. In the name of Jesus. So you could imagine how he was going back. But something has happened. Saul at this time got scared because there was no someone to consult. So Saul now went for a medium. But Saul himself had issued a decree a long time ago that anyone that seeks the services of a medium and the medium will be put to death. But the king himself went to seek for the services of a medium. Troubled. When trouble comes, Saul, that uh, he knew how he was chosen. He knew the miracles that happened. So Saul was now the one that went there. And when Saul went there, this guy, guess what? When he saw the woman, he said, please, you are going to conjure this. I'm going to do something for me. That one said, please, you want King Saul. You know what King Saul has said. You want him to kill me and you? Not only that, it was Saul himself. He said, I promise you, nothing will happen to you. Somehow, she believed. And she started a rituals. And all of a sudden, he saw a man coming. He told him, he said, bring out the spirit of, Saul, I mean, of Samuel. What? She started a ritual. And see, 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 there are things about God that I, that I cannot explain. She brought out the spirit of Samuel. That's the Bible. So a man coming out from the ground. So that's why sometimes when you think because you are a Christian, you say, there's no devil. Uh, please swallow your ignorance. Even Jesus knows that there is devil. That's why he came and destroyed him. So, you know what the Bible says? He says, if you are bragging that there's no devil, he says, you are just making yourself available for attack. Because you are just displaying your ignorance. There is devil, there is there are demons. If they've never attacked you before, then just keep quiet. Stay in the corner that you belong to. But don't ask me, I'll tell you there are devils. And I've seen them flee. 
and I know they can be very potent and vicious. If you allow them one mile, they will take ten. If you give them your hand, they will go for your neck. You don't play with the devil. Yeah. And so, the man started coming out of the earth, but he was covered. Then all of a sudden, someone said, come on, Saul. Why are you troubling me? Are you leave me to rest? He now said to Saul, he said, well, maybe that's what you want to hear. He said, Saul, let you know that the kingdom has been torn away from you. It's been given to your neighbor, David. Saul, when God told you to wipe out the Amalekites, you thought you were wiser. You are wiser than God. You are more merciful than God. You see the Amalekites. And you said, you were saving some animals to do rituals. To me, God asked you to wipe them out. He said, so please know, Saul, that tomorrow, I was telling Saul, he said, tomorrow, Saul, you and all your children will die. And that was what happened. Saul was devastated. But you see, when a man turns away from trusting God, in the day of trouble, where do you turn around to? Because, see, the devil you trust today will not be able to save you. I'm not joking. They won't be able to. But the blood of Jesus will forever be ready to. <laughs> it's everlasting. And that was the end of Saul. In fact, that woman had to now say, you, you spoke to me, I obeyed you. I mean, I trusted you, I believe you. You have to believe me now. Please sit down and eat, otherwise you won't be able to get, to get back to where you came from. So he ate and he went, but he died. The way he died is all contained there. Then, chapter... Praise the Lord. Yeah, 29. And that was how he died. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to, to God in the highest. So David returned. And in chapter 30, we now began to hear the rest of the story of what began to happen to David. But this is one thing I want to say quickly. David here was the ordained king without a throne. I don't know if there's a king here that is still looking for his throne. You have been ordained. But somehow, you've not been able to find the throne. Forces are fighting you against the throne for which you have been ordained. Tonight! In the name of Jesus! <laughs> hey! Someone shout the blood of Jesus! Divinely ordained king without a throne. Searching for his throne. I thought of what to title this. The king without a throne. But he's the king. He's a king. We know. Heaven knows. Eternity knows. But where is his throne? Every time he seemed to be getting there, something scattered it. Now don't tell me that that's the kind of dream you've been having. Or if a sudden it's like you cannot enter your trouser and you have to and you have an appointment and your trouser and you're fighting the trouser until, until the appointment you're fighting the trouser until the appointment disappeared. Why am I talking to her? Suddenly 
finally, oh, you just took excuse to just get some Coca-Cola to drink, running back to do the stuff that God has called you to do. And suddenly, the road just became, ah, you saw water, you saw valley, you saw height, you saw everything. And only, I just went there, and where is it? And you were struggling, struggling. You were afraid until you woke up in the morning. What am I talking to here? Uh, <laughs> the king searching for his throne. You know you are a Christian. You know you are a covenant child of God. You know the blood of Jesus works for you. You know you have been ordained. But somehow these things happen. You know you are the next person to go up stage. And you know the program is clear. Everything has been going on. So you just say, let me use the toilet. And you going to the toilet. Coming back. You went, started going around the building. Going around the building. You found yourself in the Jamkara market. You were looking for everywhere. And the problem was, and you were looking. And so you just couldn't see. Who am I talking to here? I said, today, so shall the blood of Jesus. Hey! David, in search of his throne, had to defect and then rejected and then returned. His wives were gone, his children were gone, all the belongings of his, of his warlords, all their families were gone. David came back, was like, What is this? From calamity to calamity, distress to distress, what is happening? The men started to weep. No, he graduated into crying. They started to cry. They were not just weeping. They were wailing. Men were crying like women. Soldiers, warriors were crying like women. And they're saying, what is wrong? What is wrong? People get it easy. Why me? Oh, am I talking to somebody, somebody here? Oh, yeah. Shout supernatural recovery. In the name of Jesus! Hey! <laughs> That's the God we serve. I said, that's the God we serve. Let me repeat. We are the thing they've got you. Their jaws are locked into your flesh. Their feet will wither. In the name of Jesus. Come and shout the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. stuff here. <laughs> it's not you that will be confused. It's the devil. Because the covenant we run, the covenant we, we live by, says if they come against you one way, it's not you that will run seven ways. They are the ones that will run seven ways. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Everywhere they have made a mockery of you. Whether genuinely they have a reason or they don't have a reason, they will sing the praises of your God. In the name of Jesus! They will, they will, they will. I said they will, they will, they will. In the name of Jesus. God will make you a name and a praise. 
the name of Jesus. Yeah. So let's see what happened next. Now David was greatly distressed. Verse 6. For the people spoke of stoning him. For the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So what did he do? It's clearly stated here. Before I get into that, God proved to David that he's a covenant-keeping God. But wait, okay, what did he do? David called on Abiathar to bring the effort, and he brought the effort in verse 8. So what did he do? He inquired of the Lord. Why? He knew he was in the covenant with God. And when you get God involved, please, stop predicting how he's going to turn around. The moment you get it, get it over to God, leave it to him. By the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you fit. Make you perfect. Make you complete. Don't bother how it's going to happen. Just know that he who can do it has it. After all, he says, ah, God who himself is able to do exceedingly abundantly out what you can ever think or ask. So your mind is too small to suggest to him how. Oh, yes, I feel the fire. <laughs> it's only in the covenant situation that you hear rest. Check the book of Hebrew. Said there remained therefore a rest for the people of God. Which people? Covenant children of God. They win their battles in a restful position. It's not because they are lazy, but it's because they have handed it over. The work they do is the work of faith. The battle, the fight is in their heart. So their heart is sealed in the fact that victory is mine. But you can see failure all written all over them in the physical. But I say, victory is mine. Why? It has been anchored. The battle has been anchored on Jesus Christ, their covenant brother. So they are dangerous to handle. Because before, you, before the final count, they will win. You didn't hear me? I said, before the battle is over, they will win. The devil will regret. Just the way it happens. That's just the way it works. So he made the inquiries of the Lord. And how God did it, which is a miracle we're going to get into in a minute. But just to remind you quickly, remember when the axe had fell, in 2 Kings chapter 6, there was a lamentation. Ha! The axe had fallen into the water and it was borrowed. Hey! But Elisha was there. And Elisha knew that the motive was right. It was to expand the kingdom. He said, where did it fall? And I believe in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is hovering over situations here, over lives here. In the name of Jesus, I know what he's asking, where has it fallen? Where has it broken? Where has it 
Where did he get lost? Where? Where? Is this age 12? And you are now 50. <laughs> there will be recovery. In the name of Jesus. Where did it fall? Where did it drop? And the man said, somewhere here. I wonder where you can say, how you can say where in the water. Come on. Drop something to water and show me the place. You can only guess. And by every indication, if it was a moving water, which I guess it was, where you are pointed to has moved further. But he knew, had an idea, say, here, guess what? <laughs> From the spiritual, oh, yeah, cut a tree and put the stick there. Which law of science is that? Whether it's Archimedes or gravity or everything was just cancelled. Or is it law of magnetism cancelled? We had three. How can three magnet ion? Put a small stick there. You say here, right? And the axe said, started to float. Floated up! Axe said, came out and said, Here am I, get me. Before we leave tonight, you'll be reaching out your hand to get it. In the name of Jesus! But why would we get there? Whoever knew that that was where he was going? I mean, what on earth would have suggested to you that a stick would cause an iron accent to float? So please disabuse your mind today. How? Let that, the counsel that question. The only answer to that how is shout the blood of Jesus. Yeah, that's my only answer to that. Or who would have, who would have believed? At the gate of Samaria, where there was a ceiling for years, I mean, for months, where people were beginning to sell their children and cooking their children for meal, they were so starved to death. Who would have believed that it would take three lepers? What the army of, of, of Judah could not do. The military lords, the warlords were running back. Three lepers that just thought, if we stay here, we'll die. If we go, we'll die. So, don't you think it's better to keep on moving rather than keep on standing in the spot and die? Let's keep on moving. After all. I mean, at least moving shows you that there's something, there's hope at least. Where are you going? I don't know, but let's just move on. Where? We can't move back to the city. They don't like us because it's culturally wrong. If we go back, they will stone us to death. That, the, that is more sure there than here. I'm more sure here than that. But the armies are there. For all you know, let's just keep on moving. The only direction? Forward. 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 God took the sound of their feet. Three lepers. And began, began to drum. Like, like, like battalions of, 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 of soldiers who moving. Just three of them. The enemies began to shake. And by the time they will get to the top of the mountain, the enemies had killed themselves and the rest had fled. And see, see what happened? And even when that happened, those who are still afraid and will do nothing, they were still in bondage. Though the siege has been lifted. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus, you will not live here in bondage when the spirit is already lifted. No! In the name of Jesus! They love their situation. They, 
There was nothing they could do. They had no power. They were afraid. But lepers, if we stay, we'll die. If we go, we'll die. And then I think going and dying is still an achievement than staying and dying. Let us go. And they never died. You will not die. I say in the name of Jesus, you will not die. You will go, you will return. Carry your ships in the name of Jesus. Please don't think you know how God will do it. It's pride. It's true. It's pride. Or Paul and Silas, feet and legs and stocks. One thing they did, which I believe all of them did, which of course were not recorded all through, at least recorded in the time of David and the story of David, and of course in Paul and Silas. What did they do? The pastor they prayed. So they made inquiries of God. So what did they do? They sang praises, singing praises. Walls, concrete, irons, everything broke. At the same time, that can only be God. The same principle that caused the axle to float, shattered and broke into pieces, bars of iron, gates of brass to set free. Who on earth will have believed that you will sing <laughs> at a frequency that nothing created will be able to hold? They're just singing, Hallelujah, and words are cracking. Only God. I tell the choir, I say, you don't know what to carry. If you're in the choir and you are still nursing malice and unforgiveness, you're in the wrong ministry. Or you're nursing pride. Is you're in the wrong ministry. You don't know that God has carefully selected you where your words will shatter ions. I'm not joking. Ooh, I feel the fire. Too much we yank off people's bodies. In the name of Jesus, I believe God for better things and greater things going forward. I do. I do. I do. I do. Or who could have believed that Jehoshaphat locked in, caged in? God will say, Let the choir lead. And when they will lead, he said, For the Lord. For the Lord is here. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And His mercy is enduring forever. That was all they were singing. They were singing. This covenant keeping God in his covenant manner we see us. How? I don't know. Again, they face themselves. And the rest that didn't get themselves has to finish them. And they came with a lot of goods. Those who were at the gates of Samaria, the food that would sustain them was the immediate food that <laughs> fulfilling the word of the prophets that said, look. This time, tomorrow. Isn't God wonderful? So there is no saying how. Joseph, in so many ways, God made it clear you are a leader. Your siblings will bow to you. Your nation will bow to you. 
but there was nothing that looked like it. Who, who, I mean, if anybody had told him, David and Joseph, they will pick you from the prison on the death row. I said, one, you'll be a slave, and then a, pre, a slave in prison on a death row. So you will have, it will have looked like you have gone from bad to worse to worse, and yet you are the leader. You are looking for your throne, Joseph. But it's worse. it seems to be getting worse. But you are looking for your throne. But it seems to be getting worse. But you know God has ordained you. But it looks like it's getting worse. If God has ordained you, I'm here to declare. Relax. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> the king in search of his throne. Who would have known that they would pick him from there? Where? Because he was just a nice person. Some people talk, say, why are you looking so dull? Say, I had a dream. What dream? I have a gift in that area. Maybe I can help you. That was all he did. He didn't interpret the dream of a king there. He was a prisoner. He was a fellow prisoner in the death row. Who would have known that that would be what God would use to land him on the throne, the strongest throne in the entire world? Please, don't begin to think how. If you can get that out of the way, your miracle is about to happen. In the name of Jesus. I think enough of that. The whole Bible is like that. The whole Bible. So he made inquiries of the Lord. Saying, shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And God answered him. Everybody, let me shout it. Pursue. Again, pursue. pursue. <laughs> then God didn't quiet there. For what? You shall surely. Can I say to somebody here today who has given up his pursuits or her pursuits of what God has already ordained, for which you are still in search of? I say, pursue! In the name of Jesus, you will surely overtake. Yes, it is of there. And without fear, you will recover. Oh. That was what God said. He said, Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? That was what he asked. God said, Pursue. You will surely overtake. And without fail, you will recover. Oh. He said you will overtake them. And without fail, you recover all. That's God's method. And that's his principle. If I say I have faith in God, he expects me to keep on the pursuit. Even in the face of failure. Tell the children of Israel, go forward. Where? Into the water? Uh -uh. Haven't I spoken? That's why whatever is pursuing you in your place of pursuit and I will not give way if that thing ever thinks they succeeded in trapping you ah, oh my show, they have trapped themselves yeah. that same trap will make a way for you yeah. that same trap will bury them yeah. That's the, check, check the bible and tell me where, 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 this, is, where this is wrong check it no, just check it is it the faithfulness? is it lions then?
Is it Hema's gallows? Just tell me. As far as it concerns covenant children of God. Is it Pharaoh's army? Pharaoh and his army? Or Jesus and the demons? Had they known? What they thought was the trap was their own greatest undoing. Eternal undoing. And Jesus came back. They didn't come back. They were ruling the regions of the down. And when he thought, we got him, we killed him, he descended to the region and finished them. He came back. They lost their powers. He made a public show of them. It's, I feel the fire right to my shoes. God knows I'm telling the truth. Come on, say I'm a covenant child of God. <laughs> now I close. How? So how did it work? When God said pursue, he pursued. I'm activating your pursuing power. Your pursuing spirit. Now in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you have dropped along the way. I don't know what you think can never be done again. See, you are thinking like a man. Leave it to God. Let him come in the way he likes to come. He will do what he has to do. He will accomplish the purpose he has intended to accomplish. In the name of Jesus. Just let God and let go, man. In the name of Jesus. Let God. Let God. I say let God. In the name of Jesus. So what did he do? He gathered all the men and he started going. But some could not go. And then they dropped. So fine, they can go, but the command is pursue. I'm going. If you can pursue with me, come. Then those that followed in the went. Guess what? The Bible says the race is not given to the swift. Exodus chapter 9. I turned and saw under the sun that what? So anybody that wants to run and kill them, so let them run. is a covenant race there's no room for laziness you will definitely run but you are not in competition with anybody the race is not to the street nor the battle to the street nor bread to the wise nor riches to men of understanding nor favor to men of skills come help me but what As a covenant child of God, he says, I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. So why do you want to kill yourself? You should understand now that he will bless you. I say he will bless you. He will bless the work of your hand. So why must you kill yourself running? You run when you are expected to run. You walk when you are expected to walk. What you are expected to do more than anything is trust this God with whom you have a covenant. <laughs> Pastor Tao, have you, have you been told? I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen good days. I've seen troubles. I've seen victories and troubles. Oh yeah, I've seen God come through. I've seen him. So David knew. That was why he would not pursue without God. Ah, the warrior of Israel never lost a battle. So the natural David was like, eh, how dare they? Bru, bru. No. He says, Kai, God, shall I pursue this? That's great restraint. That's great control. That's great submission. That's an unusual demonstration of the fear of God. He knew that every war he has won has been God. Never lost one, and yet he will still wait for God.
God says, pursue. When God says, pursue. Anybody, anybody, that, anybody that, that copies you is looking for trouble. Except they know the source of your pursuit. Because if anybody is following you and they are pursuing with you, it will be wise of you to say, shall we pray? Shall we thank this God together? So you can bring them into the covenant that is behind your pursuit. I'm not joking here. God knows I'm not joking. It's very easy to begin to look at the results and forget the, the, the giver of the results. It's natural. We take, we take victory for granted. See, it's, that, it's not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that does what? Romans chapter 9, verse 16. In John chapter 15, it says, Please don't forget. It's my father's desire that your barefoot and your foot will remain. He said, but please know that without me you can do nothing. Now, how did they finish? They found on the way they were going, they were going, they were going, they found a dying man. A dying man. And they were running past, but some of them stood by and said, oh, the man was so useless that his own master threw him away. So they brought him. That's an act of God. David, see the man we saw. If David says, come on, follow him, they just won't spare. They said, wait a minute, give him food, give him water. They gave him. They said, okay, fine. Now that you're awake, who are you? Whoosh are you? Not who are you. Whoosh are you? He was a slave. He said, I belong to the. He said, I'm an Egyptian. The slave of an Amalekite. We went reading, 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 and we burned Ziglag. David has found where he's going. You will find your direction. In the name of Jesus. In ways and manners beyond human understanding, you will find your direction. The spirit that destroys direction will see you and flee in the name of Jesus. I say confusion will be far from you in the name of Jesus. Supernatural precision will guide your life in the name of Jesus. You will prosper in the name of Jesus. You're a covenant child of God. <laughs> he said, oh, he said, can you bring me to your masters? This guy was smart. Do his sleep. He said, can we negotiate? Promise me that you will not kill me. And promise me that you don't hand me over to my master. David, that new covenant, he knew this man was talking in covenant terms because his life depended on it. He said, I promise you. Let's, let's go. He took them there. God will show you, a, give you a guide. The guide through your life destiny, God will give you. In fact, he has given you. You will find them. They will find you. In the name of Jesus. assume you will direct God. Leave God. But make sure that you receive grace. You're always receiving grace to obey him and trust him. When they came there, David and his men stood and there they were. They were jumping, laughing, dancing, drinking and David was looking at them. Those who thought they have you boxed, they failed to understand that you are rather, you rather have them boxed. But you are not a wicked person. But they will surrender. Because at the end of the day, everything they have stolen was recovered. 
Are you ready for your recovery? Yes. Tell your neighbor it's not by power. It's not by might. It is by the Spirit of the Lord. Tell your neighbor I'm confident. Whatever I have lost in life, because I'm a covenant child of God, and by the blood of the everlasting covenant, by the blood of Jesus, 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 the time I have lost, uh -huh, the lifetime I have lost, the substance I have lost, whatever I have lost, the health I have lost, whatever I have lost in life, the destiny I think I have lost, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of the everlasting covenant, I say in the name of Jesus, by the blood of the everlasting covenant, I recover all! I recover all! I recover all! I recover all! In the name of Jesus! Everything, nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken, anything broken will be mended. I recover all. I recover all through the blood of the everlasting covenant. In the name of Jesus, I recover all. I recover all. I recover all. In the name of Jesus, I can hear you. I can hear you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. You are a covenant child of God. You are a covenant child of God. There is no stagnation in your life. No regrets in your life. I recover all. I recover all in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm a covenant child of God. I recover all. I recover all. I recover my dignity. I recover my honor. I recover my crown. I recover my accent. I recover all. I recover my health. I recover my wealth. I recover all. I recover my name. I recover my garment. I recover all. Come on, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Open your mouth in the name of Jesus. I recover my victory. I take it back. In the name of Jesus. I recover all. I recover all. I recover my joy. I recover my joy. I recover my peace. In the name of Jesus. I recover my confidence. My courage. I recover all. I recover the fear of God. I recover all. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. In Jesus' name. I say in the name of Jesus. If you lift up your two hands, I want to pray for you. No matter how far gone the attack is. No matter how fierce the battle is, no matter how discouraging and frustrating it has become, I stand on the covenant I have with God in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I declare to you in the name of Jesus, reverse! I reverse it in the name of Jesus. I reverse it in the name of Jesus. I reverse the hold. I reverse the attack. I reverse the shame. I reverse the frustration. I reverse the fear. I, re I reverse it in the name of Jesus. I reverse that dead spirit. 
I reverse the accident. I reverse the sickness. I say, Go in the name of Jesus. I reverse the poverty. I restore your peace. I restore your joy. I restore your progress. I restore your life. I restore your love. I restore your joy in the name of Jesus. Come on, give him praise. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoji, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.